Hello and welcome to another episode of A Slice of Health, the Candid Health Chat podcast, where we slice away health truth from health fiction. Join me and my friends as we challenge common health myths via chit chat, powered by several cups of coffee. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media and do visit us at a sliceofhealth.club. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome champions. I hope you've been coping well during the COVID-19 pandemic and I hope you have good family support and are reaching out to receive the help you need at this time. On today's episode, we discuss sleep and insomnia with my friend Joe Okilake, who is a pharmacist. At a point, he starts to turn the tables and starts interviewing me and assessing my own sleeping habits and coffee intake. I hope you enjoy the episode. On today's episode, we have Joe Okeleke, who is a pharmacist, a prescribing Hello. pharmacist, that is. And we're going to be talking about insomnia. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Nice to be here. Awesome. So tell us a bit about yourself, Joe. Who are you and what do you do? Right. Okay. So as you said, my name is Joe. Um, pharmacist uh, background previously was in hospital. Uh, I was there for about five years and then I then recently moved into primary care. So currently working for um, a confederation that's helping with GP practices just to support them. So yeah, that's that's the role I've been in the past probably four months now. Awesome. And then COVID-19 hit us. And then COVID-19 hit us. <laughs> so everything is just, you know, turned, turned upside down. Everything's yeah, like, yes. exactly. Yeah. But before COVID-19, what did you like to do for fun, to unwind, to chill? To unwind and chill? Oh, um, you know, <laughs> working out. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> working out, really? Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoy it. I quite enjoy it. I'm not consistent. <laughs> That's all right. Like, you know, working out is all right. Yeah. It's, it's a nice thing to do for fun. Some of us prefer eating chocolate cake to one wine. It's chocolate, yeah, yeah. I also say, you know, um, just watching Netflix every now and then, you know, having a nice book to read, you know, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chilled, I'll say. Okay, yeah. well, that's interesting. So let's talk about insomnia then. What, what do you want the people to know about insomnia? What do you want them to know about insomnia? Yeah. Why don't we talk about sleep first, you know, because obviously insomnia is more, you know, not having restorative sleep, like mm-hmm. poor quality sleep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we talk about sleep, what is, why is sleep important? Okay. I think, you, you know, it'd be good to start there. Okay, so what is sleep? So, what is sleep? So sleep, <laughs> you know, no, when, when you talk about insomnia, it's, Essentially, someone who does has poor quality sleep. So they might even they might sleep. They might be lay on the bed for many hours, but when mm. they wake up, they don't feel refreshed. They don't feel like they've had a good night rest. Mm. You know, so and that can also have you know impact on on the individual. A lot of people just feel okay. I close my eyes. I go to bed. I wake up five hours later. I go to work and I just continue to sleep. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we all know when we've had a good night's rest yeah yeah and we we all know when we've had a bad night's rest mm-hmm. as much as we're not able to articulate exactly what has happened so okay. what would you define good sleep as okay so uh, good sleep essentially is 
when you it, generally it's between seven to nine hours. That's what is being recommended for adults. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have a good night rest, mm-hmm. you you know you're able to you have a small runway before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. So fifteen to twenty minutes, you mm-hmm. know, and and you knock out. Mm-hmm. You know, you have continuous sleep throughout the night mm-hmm. and you wake up feeling refreshed. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you wake up feeling refreshed, then you're able to be alert throughout the day and feel productive, mm-hmm. you know, during waking hours. Mm-hmm. So those are those are those are signs that you've had a good night rest. Mm-hmm. And so obviously with sleep as well, there are different sort of elements of sleep, which is called sort of non-REM sleep and REM sleep and all mm-hmm. these different aspects that help us in terms of um our breathing help us with dreams help us with so the re- re- resetting of our metabolic system as well yeah, yeah we then get into patient people who then find that they have poor sleep or they then suffer with insomnia have you ever suffered with insomnia have i suffered with insomnia well um possibly mm-hmm. yeah i do have periods where i wake up and you know i i, I know that i've not had good night rest i know that have you ever been able um, to identify like what what night it was like what happened that specific day oh yeah 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 like you know that's that's the the, the big thing about you know uh insomnia in, in there's always there's a there's a cause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it may be difficult to pinpoint mm-hmm. um you know but there's there's the different causes of 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 insomnia mm-hmm. and for me i know that it's maybe staying up a bit too late, mm-hmm. you know, and then waking up a bit too early. So mm-hmm. I'm cutting down the amount of time I actually have that I sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like the quality of sleep, that it, it tends to be it, like, it tends to be fine. Mm-hmm. So I know there's certain days where I know I stayed a bit too late, you know, maybe on a weekend and then that's where I feel it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. maybe the monday morning mm-hmm. you know you feel really tired and groggy and yeah you know a bit more irritable yeah so, yeah yeah and so when we're talking about sort of people who are then struggling with their sleep so let's say tossing mm. and turning through the night or um just not being able to get off to sleep what kind of things would you normally say are triggers for people not actually being able to drift off to sleep and actually having problems with pure insomnia where they actually just can't sleep yeah okay so in terms of like so you're asking like what could make someone struggle to sleep mm-hmm. yeah so there's 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 the, 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 a whole variety of things mm-hmm. um probably i'll say you know overthinking stress for mm-hmm. example yeah when, you're, when your mind is just running mm-hmm. and a lot of people you know when they say they've got insomnia mm-hmm. say they just they, they, the brain's running out yeah. you know 100 miles an hour is just thinking yeah. you know so there's that stress element there's anxieties mm-hmm. you know because the whole idea of sleep is for your body to you know recover mm-hmm. to um like you said reset mm-hmm. you know um your mind um you repair the body the brain mm-hmm. you energize grow the muscles mm-hmm. you know so it's meant to be a period where your body is actually relaxing yeah you know so when you're stressed when you are you know, anxious, mm-hmm. which is one one of the causes, could be a cause, you know, your body is not in that, you know, in that zone, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. So your body is more alert. Mm-hmm. So you're unlikely to sleep as a result. Yeah. You know, so um, the other things as well um, that, that can lead to poor sleep. 
So, um, you know, if you, you know, poor sleeping environments, mm -hmm. you know, very noisy environments, mm -hmm. um, having the TV on, you know, the blue light, those, those can, you know, signal to your body that, okay, we should stay awake, even mm -hmm. though you should be sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your diet as well could have an impact, you know, eating heavy meals, you know, you know, late in the night can also have an impact. Uh, lack of exercise as well. That's another um, possible cause. Um, and then you have the general stuff like having health problems or, or being on certain medications and um, those can also um, have an impact. But I, I'll say for majority of people, okay, I cannot say majority of people, but for a lot of people, it's maybe poor um, sleep hygiene, mm. you know, that could actually have an impact and it tends to accumulate. So it might not just be, you know, one instance of having a poor routine, mm -hmm. but over time that can lead to insomnia and having poor sleep. Yeah, that's really great. And I'm really glad that you touched on sleep hygiene and we'll come back to that in a quick second. Um, but I was just going to say, like, let's just talk about some of the signs because some people don't actually know that they have insomnia. Um, mm. I just feel like, you know, oh, I've always been a bad sleeper. Um, yeah. or they get a, a new partner and the partner is like, actually, you're a really bad sleeper and they've mm -hmm. just never realized it. So, yeah. um, so I suppose one of the first things that we said was finding it difficult to get to sleep. So people mm. who find it difficult to get to sleep would probably actually know that they, they have problems with sleeping, especially yeah. if there's a lot of um, anxiety related to it and their thoughts mm. are constantly going as well. Um, waking up several times in the night as well. Yeah. So that's one. Anything else that you find as well that that can also be a sign of insomnia? Um, also, yeah, waking up and not being able to get back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's and having a struggle actually falling back, and so you stay up and you start to worry about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, that sleep anxiety as well during the during the night can also be a sign. And also, it be you know, after, once you've woken up, you know, you don't feel refreshed. Mm -hmm. You feel, you know, that daytime, you know, feel more drowsy, you feel more, you know, tired, um, more irritable. You know, those, those are signs. And also, you know, during the day, you might struggle to concentrate, yeah. you know, you know, with daily tasks. You might, you know, be more forgetful. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are signs that, you know, you're not having good enough rest. Good enough sleep, yeah. Mm. Um, and also something I was also going to mention as well in terms of things that can contribute to insomnia are drugs that we take and, yep. I, was and I was going to mention caffeine as a drug as well oh yes definitely um, so um, because obviously coffee um, is a stimulant and that is coffee in coca-cola that mm -hmm. is coffee in just coffee that is caffeine in teas as well green teas those kind of things they can also contribute as well um, and then obviously substances like cocaine, ecstasy. And other yeah, things. and nicotine as well. Let's not yeah. forget. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that can that's also a stimulant as well. And even even alcohol can also have. It, it just leads to have you having a poor sleep quality. Yeah. So you wake up having that hangover effect. Effect. Exactly. You know, so you, you, your sleep is not. It's not as. Um, it's not. The, quality that it should be because yeah. you mentioned about the different stages of sleep mm. you know so alcohol has an impact on you know having a deep restorative sleep yeah so you wake up feeling a lot more you know unrefreshed yeah but yeah like you said caffeine definitely a stimulant is big advice don't have caffeine at least four hours before you go to bed at least 
At least. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you have caffeine in the evening? I do. So just because of my because of the way my work schedule is, my clinics normally finish at six pm. Okay. And because obviously I'm still doing paperwork after that, so a lot of times I'm still at work after six pm. And okay. so my last coffee might be around four o'clock, maybe five. Has that, has that had an impact on you? Have you noticed it? Like when you have coffee a bit later during the no, day? No, actually not so, not so much the caffeine. Um, mm. But personally, I, I'm, a, I'm not the best sleeper. I like okay. sleep, but I'm not, I'm not really the best. So like, especially if I'm really tired or really exhausted or really bored, I, I just sleep. I sleep well. Yeah. Um, but at night time, especially if I have something to do the following day, I'm not really the best sleeper. And also the kind of mattress that I've got mm. makes a huge impact on how I can sleep. The sounds around me impact yeah. my sleep as well. Um, the temperature impacts my sleep significantly. So I'm very, very sensitive to sleep. If someone you're, giving is, away all the, you're giving away all the top tips. <laughs> I, I, so you can tell me all the things that I do um, you know you know what you need to do <laughs> the, um, so the sounds around me so if, I, if i'm yeah. in a new place and it's not very quiet or if i'm sleeping in a hotel or sleeping away and it's it's very noisy that impacts my yeah. sleep if the, you need the right you need the right environment the right sleep environment just to right environment. make you feel relaxed that's Absolutely. really important so it, it just yeah i wake up and then i cannot sleep in that kind of environment. In that environment. I'm very sensitive. So I'm very I'm a I'm bad sleeper and I'm also a sensitive sleeper as well. Do you so, wake up feeling refreshed though when you do get in those periods? No. Yeah. So I wake up, I slug myself out of bed and I make a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee before I go to work and then another for the commute and then another once I get to work. Yeah. Clinic starts and I've got six cups of coffee in me before noon. It comes a whole cycle. And that's why I'm always <laughs> you know. Yeah. High energy. So yeah, so what what remedies would you suggest for someone like me who is always buzzing, always going, and is running on caffeine all the time? Um, okay, so you know, with insomnia you have to look at what could be causing it, you know. Um what what I would always recommend, um is being able to track um if if you if you suffer a lot from poor sleep and mm-hmm. um, just you know being able to track how you sleep you know there's different um um tracking tables that, that i can i can even send to you as well you can put up on your on your um on your podcast mm-hmm. uh, link just so people can have a look to see you know what kind of information is being asked on there but the important thing is being able to you know track what when you go to sleep what your quality of sleep is like Mm -hmm. you know you know did you have a coffee when do you have the coffee you know what is your sleep environment like Mm -hmm. so being able to track you know your sleep Mm -hmm. is going to be is probably a a good tip Mm -hmm. just to see if there's any patterns you know um that maybe that you can take control of mm-hmm. you know um for you you, you you some things you talked about was the caffeine so definitely you know be mindful of when you have when you have that last cup of coffee <laughs> because your body is still going to be in that alert phase and mm-hmm. it's going to impact whether you're going to sleep yeah 
you know, fall, you know, go to sleep early enough mm-hmm. or fall asleep, mm-hmm. you know, in good time. And, um, and also definitely you, you need an environment where you can really relax. Mm-hmm. That's important, you know. Um, so like you said, noise for some people, like for me, noise, once I'm, once I'm gone, noise doesn't really, has no impact. I'm lucky <laughs> that way. But for other people, it's, it's a massive, it's a massive issue. You know, you know, having a, having a room that looks, it's there for, to sleep. You know, that's also important. So not, you know, not too cluttered. You don't want maybe your TV there on at the same time because then, you know, it signals your body, oh, you know, we need to be awake to watch whoever's on the show. And also other little things like, you know, turn off digital devices, you know, a couple of hours before you go to bed. Yeah. That, that can be important. Yeah. And finally i'll say you know try and develop like a sleep routine mm-hmm. something that you you know you do every day mm-hmm. you know so it signals to your body it's, it's, everything's all a habit it signals your body okay it's time for me to sleep yeah so whether it's um you know you read a book or you, something that just makes you feel relaxed mm-hmm. i say that's important mm-hmm. and also let's say you were uh, you, you woke up during the middle of the night and you're worrying you know you have to try and get out of that Try and find something that helps you to relax. Yeah. And that would help you also, you know, go back to sleep a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. So those are some tips. That's awesome. And um, there, I was, when you were talking about the sleep trackers as well, I was also just going to mention for um, our champions that there are apps as well that are really amazing for sleep. So there's something called Sleepio. Mm-hmm. An app and it's really useful for sleep and recently calm the app so the mental health app um mm, also yeah. got some um resources on there for insomnia especially during this covid19 crisis um, yeah there'll be a lot of people that are really anxious and really worried and, and rightly so but to find ways just to release that stress yeah exactly so calm and headspace have released um quite a lot of resources to help people manage anxiety panic and sleeping disorders during um during the covid19 and i mentioned something about snoring and how i cannot sleep if there's snoring around me um i know i actually i actually can't it's actually actually a thing but um sometimes snoring is actually a pathological problem so can you tell us a bit more Mm -hmm. about sort of when the snoring then is not just snoring and it's it might actually be something else that these you know things that we've talked about actually not helping anymore with the snoring it it could be a sign of someone struggling to to breathe Mm -hmm. properly yeah, you know, so the condition called uh, obstructive sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. So they have difficulty breathing, yeah. you know, whilst they are asleep. Yeah. So that could be something that needs to be looked at, you know, um, by the GP. Yeah. And there are other issues as well. You know, for example, a patient that you know sleeps daytime sleepiness, narcolepsy. Yeah, you know, that's also a sleep disorder, and that's something that you know it's it can be quite dangerous as well yeah. if it's not you know looked into um and resolved quite quickly or at least dealt with yeah i think the narcolepsy one is actually really significant and also you mentioned sleep apnea and i think both of those are ones that cause quite a lot of lepsy during the day and people would commonly be like oh yeah i drive and i fall asleep at the wheel 
or I operate heavy machinery and I fall asleep, mm. or I fall asleep standing up, or I fall asleep yeah. eating, things like that. And obviously, those are red flags and warning signs. You don't want someone yeah. sleeping at the will, and it's not their fault, it's because they've got this medical problem. So yeah, it's important also to let DVLA know if you if you've got any of these conditions whereby you're you're not able to perform you yeah. know uh, functions like driving. Yeah, DVLA needs to know if you, if you've been diagnosed, you know, and it's not being it's not well controlled. You, 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 it's, they need to know as well because yeah, definitely need you're putting to yourself at harm and others and possibly. others exactly and others are harmed yeah. quite significantly. And something quite interesting about um, sleep apnea as well. A lot of partners will tell. The person who is affected that oh mm. you know i have i have to sometimes shake him or i have to shake her awake because it, it sounds as though she's suddenly stopped breathing or he suddenly stopped breathing and that's the apnea episode of it i suppose it can be quite scary if you're, you're mm. like somebody and all of a sudden you think you're not breathing anymore you know you sort of shake them and think you're going to do cpr and then they, they someone doesn't have a partner with obstructive sleep apnea the symptoms that they might sometimes present with to the gp is I have bad sleep. So every single time I wake up, I don't wake up feeling refreshed because they've been having mm. these recurrent apneic episodes at night and they're not aware that they're having apneic episodes, but they have been having apneic episodes through the night. So they're not sleeping very well. They're waking up in the morning, feeling very exhausted, feeling very lethargic, and then they're falling mm. asleep during the day. So they are at work falling asleep or they're struggling to stay awake as well. So those are a lot of the common, you know, people just come in and say, Doctor, I'm just so tired and do blood testing, do everything. And everything is fine on that side of things. So sort of, you know, the yeah. biochemical side of things that we can test for. But then when you actually do an in-depth analysis and actually take a history, you know, asking about all sides of life, what's your sleep like? How, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Do you suffer from insomnia? Mm. And some of these people might not say they suffer from insomnia. And that's why I think it's important we talked about it at the beginning. Um, but when you ask them, when you wake up in the morning, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel ready for a new? Mm. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people just drag themselves out of bed in the morning and just go about their daily business. Just think it's one of, the, it's one of those things, you know. I think it's one of those Definitely. things. Yeah. But sleep is supposed to be refreshing. Sleep is supposed to be restorative. When you wake up in the morning with the sun, you're supposed to feel ready for a new day mm. and so when you con continuously feel that slog of dragging yourself out of bed then we need to assess is there something causing it so is there a sleep disorder is there sleep apnea is there um, narcolepsy is there something interrupting your sleep and so people can go for sleep studies they can yeah. assess how they're breathing what the um, oxygen and, and carbon dioxide exchange is like during sleep and the wave patterns in the brain during sleep as well. Mm. That's yeah, those are those are very important things, aren't they? They're very mm. important. But I think a lot of people can also take ownership as well by actually, you know, looking at their own sleeping patterns, looking mm. at their sleeping habits, and saying, "Is there anything that I can change that will help me mm -hmm. go to sleep?" And then if that's not working, if nothing is resolving that, then you know you might need. If it's something, for example, patient that have more chronic insomnia. Mm -hmm. you know um then you might say okay this is a you know time that we need to speak to the gp but i think there's always you know that there's a lot of resources you know yeah. we, we, we poor sleep you know simple solutions like like, like we've talked about like having a routine yeah your your, your sleeping habits those those can actually help to resolve mm -hmm. a lot of the issues 
you know, the small percentage of people, it could be other sleep disorders yeah. that need, you know, uh, more intervention mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was going to say something, actually, as a pharmacist, I'm sure you must have had when you, you know, working in the community, you might have, have you ever had anyone come to you asking for sleep medicine? And what have you, have you ever recommended anything? Valerian root, caramel tea, any, any, are you pro herbs? Um, I'm not, no, I'm not really pro herbs. What about um, Z drugs? So the Zopiclose, the Zolpidems, which, you know, people normally want. So when we talk about sleeping tablets, those are the proper sleeping tablets. Zopiclone, mm. um, Diazepams, Nitrazepams. So these are benzodiazepines yeah. that um, act as anxiolytics. So they, you know, they yeah. relax. They, relax your... they help to relax you. Yeah. They, I, I, they, they, they can be helpful in the, in the short term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, for example, um, sleep hygiene uh, routines not working. That you you can try those for a short period of time, mm -hmm. and they're not really um, helpful long term because of some of the effects that they can have. Mm -hmm. You know, even on the short term, they also have certain effects, and they can have interactions with other medications as well. Mm -hmm. so that's something that you have to um, before taking those. You have to discuss that with your GP or your pharmacist. Same with the um, you know herbal. Um, medications as well mm -hmm. um, running that by your pharmacist mm -hmm. you know checking that you know on any other interacting medications yeah. that might yeah. actually have a worse impact on you yeah and would, would the the reason why we would never we don't recommend hypnotics long term for for insomnia um, is one because um, the the cause of the insomnia is something that we need to establish yeah. so if you don't establish what the cause is no matter how long you take the the medication for it's unlikely to help yes it, 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 it might you know provide a relief you know for a short period of time but if the if the main cause is not really dealt with then it's not going to lead to you know that restorative sleep that you know we're seeking mm -hmm. so there's there's that aspect as well and also with hypnotics um they can lead to other uh, uh, side effects, for example, uh, daytime sedation where you feel really tired during the day yeah. because the drug is still it's not fully cleared out of your body, yeah. and it can for some people lead to poor coordination or um, uh, affect your memory, and you know for for the older population it can increase their risk of having a fall, mm -hmm. and yeah. um, you know long term as well there's also that impact of you know becoming more dependent on it and yeah. a, a tolerance where it doesn't actually have any as much impact or effect mm -hmm. as it used to yeah and um, also if you were to stop it suddenly after taking it for a long period of time it can actually cause maybe rebound insomnia as well yeah. so those are some of the, um, the negatives of of this you know of this medication so it's always important sure to use them for a short period of time that's what's recommended yeah you know and if it's not having an impact then then other measures need to be need to be explored as well well yeah and you talked about something else as well you're talking about the environment in the bedroom and the kind of things not to do in the bedroom so what should you keep in the bedroom sleep and sex yes did you hear him guys sleep and sex that is all you're supposed to do in your bedroom nothing else keep it clean keep it, keep cool. it clean keep, keep it, it tidy yeah and that's yeah sleep and sex 
that's all they need that's what they need and that's what you need your bedroom for okay no tvs you don't even light. you don't need a light in there you don't need a light bulb <laughs> turn yeah, you can dim the lights turn the light off you know turn the light off go sleep yeah. have sex come out refreshed yeah awesome any meditation techniques anything that you could recommend for people especially people who have anxiety what would you say to people who anxiety is actually the main cause of their insomnia so they're not able to actually fall asleep mm, yeah so um maybe yeah like you you mentioned the, the apps mm. that can help Mm-hmm. with just relaxation headspace you mentioned calm mm-hmm. and also for people that suffer from anxiety or they worry a lot mm-hmm. um there's some there's something they can do in terms of like creating time to worry mm-hmm. you know so i then dismiss it and say okay i shouldn't worry you know there's there's a lot of things that happen that we need to that, that gets us worried and we need that time to actually maybe think about it and process it and creating that space maybe you know say okay this period of time i'm going to worry about this and i've i've, I've, I've created a schedule <laughs> where i'm going to just worry about this particular thing or worry about what's whatever's happening in my life mm-hmm. and that can also help where you you just know you're going to have a time where you're going to actually worry mm-hmm. about that because mm-hmm. the whole idea of trying to get having a good sleep is you have to be in a relaxed state you need to try and be as relaxed as possible so things that allow you to you know to to relax those are those are um i would say things that i would recommend yeah. as well and even if you know having an excess you know exercising as long as you're not exercising maybe an hour or two before bed yeah. you know that that can also um fuel your body to want to sleep as well you know increases your, your sleep drive when you have um you know exercise mm. yeah. you exercise quite a bit yeah um, and those are those are actually really amazing. And um, I was going to say acupressure as well is something that people recommend. So you know, putting pressure around your temples as well, just pressing a little bit, and just yeah, making trying to relax and unwind as much as possible, as opposed to thinking so much about sleep. Can something mm. also help just get your body into the right zone as well? And I really like what you said about postponing worrying. That is that is lucky. That is a skill that we need to yeah. achieve. And what about meditation and mindfulness? Do you think that that helps at all in terms of sleeping? Yeah, I think it. it, 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 it yeah, it does help because it puts you in a more uh, relaxed state of mind. You know, when you go through that, mm-hmm. you know, that process. So you know that that is a positive thing just to have that maybe before you go to bed, go to bed well. just to relax. Yeah. If you're doing some diaphragmatic breathing exercises as well, definitely helps. Awesome. So before we go, we need you to give us a championship point. So bite size advice for the people, something to take away. It could be keep the bedroom for sleep and sex. It could be anything. That's your example. That's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's your top tip for your champions. It is. If you yeah. do anything in the bedroom, playing PS3 when they shouldn't be playing PS3 in there. Well, have the PS3 in the in the living room. Yeah, exactly. Alternative. Okay, so what is the championship point? So top tip championship point, I would say, is have a sleep routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, avoid um, things that will lead to poor sleep. Mm-hmm. So caffeine, you know, large meals nicotine and just try and you know not work worry too much mm-hmm. you know try and relax as much as possible prior to having a good night's sleep a good night's sleep 
Awesome. That is fantastic. Many thanks to Joe for joining us on today's episode. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Do share this podcast with two people who have not heard about us before. Remember that this podcast in no way replaces advice from your own doctor or physician. Do subscribe and follow us on social media. Leave us a review on iTunes so that others can access the amazing content. And do join the club at aslicehealth.club and drop us some suggestions or questions that you might have. Don't forget to be a health champion wherever you go by separating health fact from health fiction.